six if you don't care. And man, I'm telling you, wasn't that wonderful? Boy, I tell you what, I'm afraid my preaching might ruin this whole thing now. That was good. I tell you, I like to see young people put their heart into it. Amen. Now, I'll tell you the truth about it is, it looked to me like if they didn't sing good, Tommy was ready to lay it on a whooping on them. <laughs> they kept looking over, Dad, are we singing loud enough? <laughs> amen, amen, that was good. Boy, you talk about a blessing. I'll tell you what, you come to church, God's got candy in store for you, amen? he got candy in store for you today. Well, I'll tell you what, I hope you'll be with us tonight. Uh, out there, if, if the wind ain't blowing terrible, now don't get shook if it's six o'clock, the wind's still blowing because our weatherman, he, he's always riding. He says he's going to quit by six o'clock. So we're going to try to be down there. And if we, if it's just not good, we're going to come up here. But you ought to go down and see the new, oh, I tell you, we've got a, 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 a new prayer benches down there. They're about that thick. We cut a log down here in the woods and split that thing right in the middle and it's all up there now. And they've got a pulpit made out of that big old four by uh, eight by eight beam with, with a burl. You ought to just go down and see it. I'll just go down and see it. Anyway, but we got a place to pray down there, and that's one of the most important things. First Timothy chapter 6, better get with it. I got so excited about all this singing, I can't hardly help myself. Boy, I'm telling you what right now. That boy, that, them kids got singing in parts, and my soul started bouncing up and down. Did you ever do that? Your souls are bouncing up and down. Your body ain't got up with it yet. <laughs> but anyway, I tell you what, I feel so far, sorry, folks, that's sitting in a dead church. I feel sorry for them, amen. I'll tell you what, heaven ain't going to be a dead place. I like what Brother uh, said to me back here a while ago. He said, Reggie, you're talking about John 14. He said, my favorite part of that verse is, uh, Brother Orland told me this. I appreciate it. That kind of blessed my heart. He said, my favorite part of that verse is, if it were not so, I would have told you. Amen. It's so. And he told us so. And he don't lie to nobody. Well, we're in 1 Timothy chapter 6. We're preaching through the book of 1 Timothy. Paul is writing instruction to the young man getting ready to preach and uh, pastor and, and so forth and do the work of the Lord. And we've come a long way down through here. And don't forget tonight, I'm going to be preaching on when the money fails. Now, uh, I'll tell you something. If you had $1,000 in the bank last year and just a bank account and you didn't touch it, you just have $900 worth of buying power today or less, maybe $850. Uh, so your actual buying power, just if you had money over here, dropped about 15, 10 to 15% last year of actual purchasing power. And that's all in design. And actually, that is a form of your money failing. And we're moving toward the end times. And uh, I do think that, uh, but I'm going to ask some questions tonight about what is money? What does the Bible say money is? Uh, what will money do? What's the purpose that God allowed in money? Who was, who was the first man God used in the Bible to describe what true, what, there's true riches and riches of sorrow, riches of joy, but on the earthly riches, who was the first man God told about who was rich and what was it he had that made him rich? And we'll do some interesting things tonight. Uh, we'll talk about a subject that you work for your money and then you make your money work for you. And if you'll learn that concept, you, you'll get somewhere in life just taking care of your family and your friends. Anyway, here we go. We're going to do that tonight and we're going to pick it up where we left off last week, verse number 13, verse number 13 on the chapter six there. He said, I give thee charge. Paul said, Timothy, I give thee charge in the sight of God. Boy, that's where it counts. Amen. It's not the sight of people. It's in the sight of God who quickeneth all things. That means he makes things alive. Amen. I like singing that's got the quickening, the power of God in it. I like praying that's got quickening, power of God. In it. I like worship service got the quickening, power of God. God makes things alive. Be quickened means made alive. Quickeneth all things before Christ Jesus, who before Pontius Pilate, with 
witnessed a good confession and brother Jesus Christ did. Now, verse number 14, it says that thou keep this commandment without spot, unrebukable until something. He said, Timothy, I want you to keep what I'm telling you until the appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want to tell you something more sure than anything going on. He's coming back. And I'll tell you, Jesus said it was the days of Lot and we're there. As it was the days of Noah and we're there. So shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Now, there's something that every preacher needs, every Christian needs. And Paul knew this and God had Paul to to confirm this to Timothy. He said, you know, if if I'm going to give my life to something, I want to know that the person I'm giving my life to is the real deal. I don't want to come to the end of my life and die and find out it was all a joke and that I wasted my energy, my life, my time, my whole purpose for existence. You can be living your life and if you're not careful, you're wondering, what's it all about? Why am I doing this? Why am I working my guts out? I, I, I'll just tell you something. A lot of parents are trying to lay up for the kids, lay up for the kids, lay up for the kids. Well, we're trying to gather it all up and then the kids go sideways on there. Why did I do that for? You know, and that happens all the time with people. But Paul's given Timothy something we need. He said in verse 15, talking about the Lord Jesus Christ, which in his times, under that in your Bible, in his times, he shall show. I want to ask you to take a poll right here. How many's ever heard a message on the potentate? Raise your hand. You ever heard a message on the potentate? I found out already on Facebook, I had people saying, that I ain't never heard a message on this in my life. I've got a book with 280 titles of Jesus Christ. I've got another book, 140 some titled Jesus Christ. Very little ever said about the fact that Jesus Christ is called a potentate in the Bible. It said, the Lord Jesus Christ, verse 15, which in his times, he shall show. Y'all don't align that in your Bible. He's going to show this world something. Who is the blessed and only, underline that, potentate. There it is, capital P, potentate Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, one of his titles is potentate. What a, what a word, amen. Potentate, don't you like the sound of it? Hey, y'all just say, y'all tell the devil right now, Jesus is my potentate. <laughs> Jesus is my potentate. You say, well, I would, but I don't know what the word means. Well, I would tell you what the word means here a little bit. Uh, by the way, Jim, if you're watching, Jim Moxley, Brother Ralph is down at Jim Moxley's room and they're watching the service. So I want us all to say, hi, Jim. Are you ready? Here we go. Hi, Jim. Jim Moxley, we still love you. Amen. We still love you. And I'll tell you, I appreciate Ralph being down there to be a blessing to Jim today. All right, Jim, you've been a blessing and still are a blessing to this church. Don't you ever let the devil tell you any otherwise. Now he said here, in his times, he shall show who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only hath immortality, dwelling in the light, which no man can approach unto. That's why you're going to need a new glorified body, amen. Amen. Whom no man has seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting, amen. Now here's what Paul's doing. Paul said, Timothy, You've surrendered to serve the Lord. You've you've given God your life. I want to tell you something. You're not wasting your time. Jesus Christ is the only potentate. He's the blessed and only potentate. And Danny, we have not wasted our life serving Jesus Christ because everybody has a potentate. You've got a potentate. You may not know it, but you've got a potentate. Everybody's got a potentate. Now, some of them are little bitty potentates. 
And some of them are false potentates. And some of them are fake potentates. But there's only one, only one real potentate. Amen. And his name is Jesus Christ. And I want to preach on today this subject, uh, who is your potentate? That's what I want to preach on today. Amen. Now, what, what does potentate mean? Well, it comes from the word potent. Potent. How many knows what the word potent means? Potent means powerful. When we say God is omnipotent, omnipotent, that means he's all powerful. And so when we say potent, they're talking about someone who has power and authority. All right. And I'm going to tell you something. Potentate is one of the mean, I'm, I'm not mean, but one of the major words of the Bible, one of the most important words of the Bible, probably one of the most important descriptions of Jesus Christ there is in the Bible. Now, you say, Reggie, what's a potentate? What is he? Well, uh, he's a power, he has power, he has authority, and it really literally means an autocratic monarch. That means nobody tells him what to do. Nobody makes suggestions to him to change what he wants to do. He is autocratic monarch. He is the supreme authority and power. Now, men claim this title, but the men who claim this title are rebels and they're rejectors against Jesus Christ. Because your Bible said that he's going to show us in his times who is the only blessed and only potentate. Well, if, there's only a, if he's the only potentate, the rest of them are fake. Now, let me tell you about some fake potentates. The Shriners, and I know some of you won't like this and you won't be back. Help yourself. The door's still open. Nobody locked it on you. But the Shriners is a cult. You say, well, I took my kid down to the hospital. I'm glad. That's fine. But I'm going to tell you something. Some, some nun kissing your children on the head don't make her right. Amen. Did you know that the Shriners have a man that they call the imperial Shriner potentate and that he's supposed to have all the power and he's a superpower and that you can look it up. Uh, he's the head of the Shriners. Now, I don't know if you know anything about Shriners, but they've got Muslim uh, stuff all over their stuff. They've got the Muslim sword, the Muslim fez that they dipped in the blood of Christians they slaughtered. There, there are shrine, there's a shrine mosque. Did you hear me? There's a shrine mosque in Springfield. Why they call the shrine mosque? Is it mosque got anything to do with Christianity? Or you say, my grandpa was a shriner. I hope he got saved before he died because he ain't, he's in hell. Now that's not a funny issue either. And you ought to love them enough and quit taking it up for the garbage, amen, and say, listen, I love you enough to tell you the truth. Amen. Did you know that in America we've got places called the Al-Quran mosques and shriners organizations? That all across America there are Muslim, they've got Muslim language, Muslim symbols soaked in it. And we wonder why there's an invasion of Muslims in America. But the, the Shriners, I'm going to get off of them. They call their big man, he's the Imperial Shriner Potentate. I got news for him. He ain't potentating nothing. You can send him this CD or whatever you want to, or video. He ain't potentating nothing except, except a false religion. Then, well, bless, guess, guess who else thinks he's a potentate? And that's that old Pope in Rome. That old queer. This week, the, one of the cardinals come out, you know, that uh, becoming a transgender was a sacred journey. That's awful nest of queers ever was in the face of this earth. The Roman Catholic priesthood hierarchy has done nothing but prey on children. They've been preying on children before the public schools ever dreamed about it. And before preachers ever dreamed about it. 
Roman Catholic is called, Pope is called the majest, quote, the majestic potentate. <laughs> Quiet. Do you know what that makes the Pope? A thief. He's trying to steal the position in the office that belongs only to our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I want to tell you something. If this makes you mad, it makes the devil mad too. And so whose side you on? Amen. I'm telling you something. We're not just full of God. I'm so happy. Amen. And I, could, I, I want to make him mad. Amen. So if you get mad, you just figure out which side of this issue you on. Amen. You say, well, if you wouldn't be so mean about it, well, go get you a soft soap. Amen. But he'll never say it. The Pope thinks that he's the possessor, watch this, of a supreme and direct authority in spiritual, temporal, and eternal matters. They think they've got power to send you to hell, purgatory, get you out of purgatory. You, know what? you heard my old story, ain't you, about when I was preaching revival out in eastern Oklahoma, all them oil wells and big ranches out there, and it's a kind of a big area of Catholicism. And it's out there, and the, and the old boy had a big old ranch out there and had all kinds of oil wells on it, and he died. Well, here come the priest around to the three sons that he had that inherited his ranch. He all got part of it. And he said, listen, he said, you're going to have to, you're going to, have to pray your daddy out of purgatory. Or your daddy's going to go to hell if you don't pray my purgatory. And that boy, that, that one of them sons said, well, how much do I need to pay? He said, $20,000. Your part's going to be $20,000 for me to have a mass service to pray your daddy out of purgatory. There ain't no purgatory. Amen. There's hell. There's a lake of fire, but there ain't no purgatory. You go to hell, you're not getting purged about nothing. You know what they teach? That those fires are purging you of your sins. That's only one thing that cleanses you of your sin. That's the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so he went to the second boy and he told him, he said, now you're the second boy. He said, you're going to have to pay to get your dad prayed out of purgatory. And he said, how much is it going to be? And he said, each of you is $20,000. It's going to take $60,000 to pray. you. Now, this is a true story. This ain't made up. All right. They went to the third son and he asked that priest, he said, he said, uh, he said what, I'm, what am I going to have to pay? He said, 20000 just like your other two brothers. He said, well, let me ask you a question. He said, my two brothers already paid you $40,000. He said, how close is, is my daddy to getting out of purgatory? He said, he's about ankle deep. He said, let him jump. I ain't paying you a dime. <laughs> and he wouldn't pay the priest, Amen. Left his poor daddy ankle deep in purgatory. <laughs> That's how stupid this potentate garbage is, amen. I'm going to preach on it until Jesus comes back, amen. I'll tell you, they've got them people in bondage, amen. Well, then the king of England, he even called himself Pope potentate in the past. And the Caesars of Rome, they called themselves potentate. And most every person, man or woman, child, if you're not careful, you'll think you're a potentate. You're sitting on the top of your old cow pile out there thinking you're a, you're a king sitting on, you're a potentate sitting on something. <laughs> now there's a reason, watch this very carefully. There's a reason that Paul mentioned this right now. And the reason's on each side of the context of the scripture. It's about money. Because if you get a bunch of money, if you ain't careful, you'll think you're a little potentate. <laughs> ain't nobody tells me, well, I got power. I got money. I can buy judges, I can buy politicians, I can buy everybody. And I'm powerful. I'm a little potentate. And Paul and the Holy Ghost knew that Timothy was going to deal with this personally. There are preachers who think they're little potentates. They think they're the supreme authority. There ain't no preacher's supreme authority. That Bible's the supreme authority. Preacher goes against that Bible, he needs to get off his cow pile throne, amen? 
And so I'm just saying that First Timothy, that, that he's telling you here how wealth can make people think they're powerful and a personal potentate. They want to live independently and with, watch this, and without submission to God. Now, some of you this morning may think, well, I don't know, that, I mean, he, he's not preaching about me, bless God. I might be. Hang on. Might be. Now, let me tell you something about, I want you to put up uh, uh, Genesis chapter 14, boys, and verse number 17. Now, let me tell you something about the devil. The devil wants to be a potentate. The Bible tells you so. Now, I'm going to tell you something you need to get a hold of. Go down to verse number 17. Now, here's a story. Abraham's father of faith. You ought to watch him really careful. Every move he makes, both good and bad, you ought to watch him because your life's going to follow that. Lot had been taken captive by this, in this war that they fought. Abraham got his army together. He had a militia. And they were armed. <laughs> and they fought. And he, he captured, he whooped them, and he cut Lot back and all the goods and the people. He's coming back, and in verse number 17 it says, and the king of Sodom went out to meet him. Now let me tell you something, the king of Sodom is a picture of Satan. It's interesting, isn't it, king of Sodom? All right. And he went out to meet Abraham. And he said, after his return from the slaughter of Chedor Lamar, and of the kings that were with him, the valley of Sheba, which is the king's dale. Then here comes another king. Another potent, Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was preached to the Most High God. Now watch this phrase, Most High God. Now you've got two kings trying to be a potentate of this man. You have, and I have, two kings, two, two people who claim to be potentates, who want you to submit to their potency, their power. This is, this is, this is something, now you better hang on here. And he blessed him. Melchizedek, if you go to the book of Hebrews, is Christ. All right? Christ, this is an Old Testament period of Christ. And you had the devil and you had Jesus coming to this man. And he's going to make a decision who his potentate was going to be. This is why the Holy Ghost calls Christ the blessed and only potentate in the book of Timothy. He said, blessed be the most high. And this is what Abraham said, verse 20. Blessed be the most high God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Now, whether you want to admit this, and don't get into the tithe business, we're going to have a big study on tithes. I don't pay a tithe. I haven't brought any milk and bread and stuff in. I give to the Lord offerings. I don't go there, okay? But anyway, he, he gave him tithes of all. When that says of all, it's talking about his sheep, his cattle, everything he did. All right, now. So Abraham, watch this, though, but here's the important thing about these tithes. Abraham comes in, and he says, Melchizedek, He's got King of Sodom sitting here, King of Salem sitting here, Melchizedek. He looks at them both. They're both making a play for him. And, and he said, I'm the, high priest of most, I'm the priest of the most high God. Abraham immediately gives him tithes. What was he doing? Tithe can be your time. Tithe can be your brain. Tithe can be your energy. Tithe can be your possessions. Tithe is who you are. It's everything you are. And Abraham gave him tithes. If it was in material stuff, it was the essence of what he had labored for and lived his life for. It is a form of worship. When somebody says they're going to give the tithes and offerings to God, they are worshiping God. It's an effort to worship God. All right. Now, see, when you the truth about it is when and I don't want to get into this, but when you give money or tithes or anything or time, whatever it is, you're giving your life to your potentate. All right. Now, 
Watch this right here. One of the biggest verses in the Bible. Verse 21. For the king, and the king of Sodom said unto Abram, here it is. Now, don't anybody in this church miss this. King of Sodom, picture of Satan, wants to be your potentate. Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. That's it. That's the whole game right there. Dennis, the devil come to you and said, give me your kids. I'll give you goods. I could make you rich. Just give me your kids. Give me your family. You better watch this. That's, this is the whole game Satan's after. It's for you to make him the potentate of your life by giving him the most precious thing. I want to ask you something. I want to ask you a question. What do you think God wanted more? Abraham's material possessions and substance or the person's? And here's what we do. We think we can give God our material possessions and substance and leave the persons out. This is where we make a mistake. This is what gets us. Oh, well, I go to church and I give. and But it's the persons that they're after. And you can give. You can even serve. But if you've never given yourself... Who you give yourself to is who your potentate is. That's, who you re- that's who's really your potentate. It's who you're giving yourself to. Further than that, not only who you give yourself, but in the giving, it's who you're obeying. Who you're conforming to. That's your potentate. That's why I say you're going to be real careful listening to this message very carefully because God wants to show us who is and who is not our potentate. This whole thing, our whole existence, revolves around this issue of a power struggle of who will be our potentate. The devil wants power with you. With that power comes control and dominance of your life. Put up Isaiah chapter 14. I'll show you how badly Satan wanted to be potentate. Isaiah chapter 14, verse number 12. Verse number 12. Talking about Satan here. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer? Now I'm going to give you something right here. Just inject this message. Had no intention to do it. But your NIV Bible takes the word Lucifer out right here. Replaces it with with a title of Jesus Christ. Makes Satan to be Jesus Christ. That's what your NIV. You say, Reggie, why do you hate these other perversions? Because of that kind of garbage right there. That's the only place Lucifer's in the Bible and they took it out. I think the devil got behind that, don't you? I don't think the Holy Spirit did that. And you think this Bible issue is not critical? It's critical. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations? That's what's going on in America. Satan is weakening this nation. For thou hast said in thine heart, this is what Satan has said in his heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation of the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. That's what Satan's after. Yet God says, thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. And don't forget that in this message. Because who you determine as your potentate is going to determine where you're headed. I want to ask you this question this morning. Who is your potentate? Paul is summonsing Timothy 
to the battle of spiritual warfare and serving the Lord. This world is now enemy territory. This world, there's no neutrality about it. Jesus said, you're not for me, you're against me. There is no compromise in this battle. Timothy, he's saying you're in the ring and the battle is real and you need to remember who your potentate is. If you can remember that, you'll survive and not be a castaway. Timothy, always remember who you're serving, the blessed and the only potentate. Can I tell you something? I'm on the winning side. I have received and with all of my soul, the blessed and the only potentate. And he, in his times, is going to show this world who is blessed and the only potentate. Who is your potentate? It's revealed by your actions. It's revealed by your life. It's revealed by your submission to, which po- to, to the one who's given you orders, the one you obey. It is revealed by who you conform your life to. Now, I want you to have a good time. Because I tell you something, I've got the right potentate. I'm preaching on the blessed and the only potentate. And I'll tell you what I want. I want a potentate that is all powerful and a potentate that is rich. (laughs) Amen. You do too. You wouldn't admit it. I want a potentate that's all powerful and all rich. The Bible said that my potentate, that the earth is his and and the fullness thereof. I want a potentate that's so powerful that he can create everything from nothing. I'm going to tell you, God didn't start with a handful of dirt that he found somewhere out there in the galaxies. He stood where there was nothing to stand on, spoke to something that wasn't there, and spoke it into existence. That's what creation is. That's why the world hates creation. Because it speaks of that potency of the potentate how powerful God is that he spoke this world into existence when there was nothing there to speak to and God said 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 and And it came in that's the God I serve today I want a God I want a potentate that's all powerful that can create from nothing Somebody said the devil came up to God one day and says, let's have a, a contest about creating. And the devil reached down and got some dirt and God said, oh no, get your own dirt. <laughs> Amen. Go get your own dirt. All things are made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. I want a potentate who is eternally self-existent. That's where the title I am comes in. There never was a time when he didn't exist. There'll never be a time when he doesn't exist. Is that good English? He's eternally existent. I want, see, Satan is a created being. He did not always exist. My potentate is eternally existent. Some of you ought to shout, you're hot and you're bothered. You're hoping this don't last too long. Well, if you'd get into it, amen. If you'd get into it, amen, church wouldn't last very long at all. If you'd get to say, amen, bless God almighty, I like this. Church will not be long for you. But if you're sitting there going, I don't know how long this thing, no telling how long he's going to preach today. How many's ever heard of Mark Robinson? Anybody know who Mark Robinson is? Who many knows who Mark Robinson is? He's a lieutenant governor of North Carolina. He is the coming guy for the church in this country. You mark down what I tell you. He's, he's the man you want to watch. 
He jumped up at a Trump rally yesterday and said they gave me five minutes. But he said the first thing we're going to do is honor and glorify my Lord Jesus Christ and my Savior. First thing he did, spent 30 seconds just glorifying Jesus Christ to the world. He don't care what you think. But I want to tell you, he's in the church the other day and he's telling he's in the church, lieutenant governor now, preaching at a church. And he said, I got something to tell you transgender right supporters. He said, you can cut yourself up. You can drug yourself up. You can clothe yourself up. But you're still going to be a man or a woman when the dog show's over. Yeah. Amen. Amen. We need some people like that who are not afraid. I tell you, this is nonsense out of hell. You don't have, we ought not put up with it for a split second. It's garbage. Amen. Out of hell. I'm telling you what, you keep your eyes on Mark Robertson. You don't you forget that name. God's going to use that old boy. He said, I got took a day. He weighs about 350 pounds. He said, I'm throwing all my weight behind this candidate that was running. He said, there's a lot of it. <laughs> Amen. But I'll tell you something. I want a potentate that has control over matter. That has control over space. That has control over time. That has control over eternity. My potentate, he has control over space, matter, time, and eternity. My potentate, I want a potentate that has the power of truth in him, amen. I want a potentate that is righteous. I want a potentate that's a judge, amen. I want a potentate that's holy, amen. I want a potentate that loves me, amen. The devil don't love you. Why don't you wake up, amen? Amen. Well, what I was going to say about Mark Robinson in that church, I forgot what I was going to tell you the whole story about. Man alive, they got to amen in him, brother Mark, brother, and they jumping up and down and running around the pulpit. And he is a preacher. If some of you do that, you wouldn't even want to eat dinner. Amen. But we're so stinking dead. We're so stinking dead. I tell you what, oh, I tell you, woo, we threw that three-pointer. Oh, glory to God, my boy made a three-pointer, amen. And God wants to give you eternal truth, and you're sitting there going, I wonder how long this is going to last. <laughs> hey, who's your potentate, amen? Who is your potentate? Now, I'm not putting on a show, but I'm preaching, amen. amen. I'm going to tell you something, I'm going to be excited about my potentate. Amen. I'll tell you what, I can tell you my potentate, he bought me out of the other potentates of the slave market, Amen. I used to be a slave to that old potent middle mini manny man, Mickey Mouse. Oh, Mickey Mouse, Disneyland. Don't you get me going there, amen. <laughs> I always knew that as a Mickey Mouse organization. <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell all you preachers something. I've been preaching for 30 years to stay away from Disneyland, and I'm going to tell you why. What's the name of that woman who used to be Miss America? Anita Bryant. Anita Bryant got saved. We lived in Florida, and when the Disneyland started promoting queers 30 some years ago, Anita Bryant stood up against them. And do you know what them queers did? They council cultured her out. Yeah. Nobody would have her anywhere, nothing. Yep. TV, they, I mean, they, they just assassinated her, and the stinking little preachers across America didn't stand up for her. They've been promoting queers for 30 to 40 years. They didn't just start last week when y'all suddenly discovered Disney's a queer hole. Amen. Well, we're going to tell you what. I'm glad camp means are coming. Somebody else, I do the preaching. I can do the shouting. Amen. But I want to tell you something. I want a potentate that has the truth 
Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. I got He's Jesus Christ, the righteous. I want a righteous potentate. I want a holy potentate. He's separate, sinless, holy, harmless son of God, separate from sinners. Amen. I want a potentate that loves me. I'm telling you, love me while I was yet a sinner. He loves me while I'm saved. He loves me when I sin. He loves me when I fail. He loves me. I've got a potentate that doesn't hate me. He loves me. He loves you. Amen. Hey, get you a potentate that loves you. Get you a potentate. I, I want a potentate to have the power of mercy. Amen. I'll tell you what, you can't give mercy unless you provided for justice to be happened on the other side. And I've got a potentate that is merciful. He's a merciful high priest. And I can come to him and confess my sin. I tell you, he reaches down from the mercy seat of Almighty God. And because of the blood of Jesus Christ, I received mercy. I ought to have been in hell. I ought to have been in judgment. But I had mercy through the grace and the blood of Jesus Christ. My potentate has power to give you mercy. Amen. 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 Boy, I want to tell you right now, the devil can't give you mercy. He won't give you mercy. You follow him around, he'll get his foot on your throat and just grind you right. That's what he'll do. How many's ever been ground by the devil? Amen. I'll tell you what he'll do. He'll grind you into hell is what he'll do. He'll have no mercy on you. Bust your marriage up. Bust your family up. Bust your life up. Ruin your health. Tear you to pieces. And then spit on you and laugh at you after you got it done to you. Amen. I'll tell you right now, I want a potentate that's got grace. I tell you, I couldn't believe they were singing about grace while ago. Amen. I tell you, mercy is getting what you getting what you didn't deserve, and grace is getting no, I ain't got that mixed up happening. Anyway, it's good, amen. I'm glad for the wonderful grace of Jesus Christ. For by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourselves is the gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. I'm talking about amazing grace. How sweet the sound. That saved a wretch like me. I once was lost but now I'm found. I was blind but now I see. I want a potentate who can reach down with his mighty hand of grace and say, wretch, I'll give you grace to be saved. I'll give you grace to put up with life. I'll give you grace to keep preaching. I'll give you grace to stay married. I'll give you grace to keep going. I'll give you grace all the way in the glory land. Amen. I want a potentate that not only that, that has power over death. Woo! Up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph over his foes. He's a potentate, amen. I'm telling you right now, I want a potentate who's got power over hell, amen. The Bible said in Revelation 1:17 that he has the keys of hell and death, amen. I got the potentate that's got the keys, amen. I, he's not, this is funny. He's the door and they got the keys to it, amen. He's got it all. That's my potentate, amen. I'm telling you right now, I want a potentate who's got power over death, hell, and the grave. But I want a potentate that can give me life. Amen. I don't tell you, he gave me eternal life. You know what's the matter? Thieves are losing your salvation crowd. They ain't got the potentate. Amen. My potentate can save me eternally. Woo! Amen. I'm telling you, my potentate don't wait. Oh, good land, I lost him. He slipped out of my hand. I lied. What the Bible said, John 10, no man fucked him out of my father's hand. My father was greater give than me is greater than all. That's potentacy. That's a new word in the English language. Potentacy. I like the sound of that. Amen. Ain't nobody can pluck you out of his hand. If they can, he's not omnipotent. If they can, he's not a potentate. And I'm, I'm just a happy right now. I can't hardly stand it. Amen. 
I'm tell you, I want a potentate that can give me abundant life. Amen. I want a potentate that can raise me from the dead. I want a potentate that can change me at the rapture. I want a potentate that took my sins to the cross and nailed my sins to the cross and he remembers them against me no more. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He remembered me, removed them as far as the east is from the west. He's put them into the depths of the sea and put a no fishing sign up. Amen. And they're not going to be remembered against me no more. Amen. I want a potentate who can get rid of my sin. Amen. Amen. I'm going to go get me some Pentecostals if y'all don't straighten up. That's right. I'll tell you kind of potentate I want. I want a potentate that's got repentant power. I'm talking about repentance power. I'm a little bit sick of you willy-any-need preachers out there saying, oh, you don't need to repent. 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 Yes, you do need to repent. Second Corinthians says, repentance unto salvation. Now, repentance don't save you. Could my tears forever flow? Don't save you. You can be sorry for your sins, don't save you. But repentance is a preparatory work of grace in the heart that gives it godly sorrow and a sense of guilt and remorse that you have sinned against the Holy God and you see your need for mercy, you see your need for grace and the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. Now you listen to me. My potentate led me to repentance and he still leads me to repentance. The devil will never lead you to repent. He'll make you have excuses. Everything in the world is that my daddy's fault. Is my mama's fault. Is my brother's fault. Is the preacher's fault. It's anybody's fault but mine. But to have my potentate in his goodness. Now you listen to me. It's the goodness of God that no drive you. Leadeth you to repentance. Woo, what a potentate, amen. I tell you what, there's somebody got power when they can lead you to repentance. When you said, I ain't repenting about nothing to nobody, and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost says, oh, you might now. And he's going to come on here, come on. And you're going to bust hell wide open if you don't get out of there. Come on, come on, come on. And first thing you know, you're going to the cross, amen. And you come to the cross and say, God, I'm sorry. Woo! Bless God Almighty, amen. I've got a potentate that has power. Satan ain't got no power to lead you to repentance. And I've got a potentate that has reconciliation power. Big word. It means I've been reconciled to God. My potentate, Jesus Christ, has power to reconcile me to the Father by his blood, by his cross. I'm reconciled. I want a potentate that's got power to reconcile this old lost sinner to, my, to God Almighty. Amen. You talk about power. Now, you, are you listening to me? I'm talking about power. To take a wicked sinner and reconcile him to God? What power? Amen. Then I've got a potentate who has redeeming power. Hey Amen. He got enough money. He had enough, he had enough precious. Are you listening to me? I'm preaching on money tonight. He redeemed me with the precious blood of Christ. He has redeeming power. He purchased me with his own blood, bought me out of the marketplace of sin, broke the chains the devil had on me and reconciled me. And then he, re- he redeemed me with his blood. My potentate has redeeming power. But then my potentate's got regeneration power. That means being born again. See, the devil can't do that. Religion can't do that. Now, religion can overhaul you. 
and send you down to a warped psychologist who got more trouble than you got. <sighs> My soul, go down to a psychologist that don't know Jesus. You're wasting your money. And I'll tell you what, I got a, I got a potentate now. I'm talking about a potentate who has the power to create a new man. That's regeneration. Regeneration. Did you hear me? Hey, you're supposed to say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Amen. Now listen to me. I'm not joking you. You better get a hold of this. I, my potentate, this Bible potentate has power. When I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior, the Holy Ghost created a new creature inside, a new man created in true righteousness and true holiness and the devil nor the world nor myself could not do that, amen. I've got a potentate that has regeneration power, but he's got resurrection power. Now I'll tell you, talk about something. Did you ever think, when you read your Bible, did you ever notice that the dead people never could stay dead around Jesus? They couldn't. Hey, they couldn't. Every time they dead, people get pop, 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 pop. I'm telling you something. I've done a lot of funerals, amen. I've done some funerals when I wished I, brother Marcus, I could have walked up and said, up from the grave, let's get out of that casket. Never been able to do it. But I got a potentate can. And one of these days, the trumpet of God is going to sound and the dead in Christ are going to rise and we're going to be caught up there with them to meet the Lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I have a potentate who has resurrection power to bring people up from the dead, amen. I've got the blessed and the only potentate there is in the universe, amen. But I've also got a potentate who has returning power. Now some folks say I'm coming back to get you and they don't do it. But he's coming back to get us and he's going to do it. Amen. Oh, he's coming again. I go away and prepare a place for you. And if I go away and prepare a place for you, I'm coming again. And he said, we're not so would. Told you ain't that right, Brother Orland. He said, when so would until he's coming. Amen. I mean, things is coming together around this whole globe. Everything in the world's happening. You come tonight. I'll show you how quick the Antichrist probably be on the scene tonight. All has to do with money. Because you know what? Money has power to this whole world. Well, then he's got reviving power. You know, sometimes I go through the desert of Christianity. And I tell you, I've, I'm honest with you. Last several months, I about felt like, man, I'm so dead. I'm so dry. They need somebody else, man. They need somebody that's got some energy and some vigor and some enthusiasm and a vision. You know, and I just kind of. But you know something I think, sister? I think he's just, my potentate said, I'm going to give you a little more power, Reggie. I'm going to revive you. I'm going to revive you. And you know something? I've been sensing revival going on inside my soul. I've been reading the word of God, and I'm telling you what, he's been speaking to me. And I've been walking in the garden with him, and he speaks with me. And I'll tell you, he talks with me and tells me I'm his, that I'm his own. I'm telling you, he is a returning power. But I want a reviving power, and I want a refreshing power. I want to tell you something. You can get refreshed at church if you just will. You get off your backside and get up here and sing and get involved, I'll tell you something, you can get refreshed, amen. Yes, sir. And some of you get over your pride and say amen. You say, well, I'm I, I just not that kind. Yeah, you are. You just don't know. You got, there's God and God can give you. I'm going to tell this story. Joe, where are you at? Right back here is Joe. Now, Joe Friend's a quiet kind of fellow. He comes from a quiet kind of family. Danny Friend ain't said 62 words since he's been to this church hardly. <laughs> but back in the 90s, we had camp meeting. And I tell you, the glory of God came down. If you were here, and I never will forget, Joel, if I tell this wrong, you just, you'll have to forgive me. You can, you can slap me after church. Joel got saved out here in the park. Is that not true? Now, I thought he was saved, and I think probably everybody else thought you were saved. 
And Joel come in this church house and said, I just got to say, and he shouted. <laughs> Joel, friend, shouting. He did, didn't Joel? I'm going to tell you what I knew. I knew what he was going through. He'd been freed. He'd been freed. Now, Joel, I think you ought to do some shouting. Get out of your backslid. <laughs> no, folks, I'm going to tell you something. God can revive us. God can refresh us. But I want to tell you what. I'm glad to have a, an omnipotent potentate who can sustain me. Amen. Who can sustain me, Brother Dennis, when I'm sick of it. When I'm sick of Christianity. When I'm sick of betrayal. When I'm sick of the garbage. He sustains me. You know what he said he do? Watch this verse. Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Watch this. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of mine. I want, I want a potentate that can sustain old Reggie when I ain't got no strength left. When I'm tired and wore out and sick of it all. When I'm sick of the false Bibles and the false churches and the false worship. And, and, and I mean, this. just last night, a woman accused me of being a cult hellfire and brimstone preacher. I thought, that, that might be a badge of honor. I don't know. <laughs> you start nailing their hide to the wall and they'll start calling you everything they can come up with. Amen. And I'm glad I serve on a, a potentate that can keep me. Because if you don't keep me, I'll never be kept. But the Bible says, talking about the saved, the born again, who are kept by the power of God. Kept by the power of God. Did you get that word power? It's omnipotency. It's potency. It's by the potentate that I'm going to be kept. It's not by my strength or my endurance or my goodness. I'm going to be kept. I'm kept. By the power of God, my potentate, the blessed and the only potentate is the one who's keeping me. Jesus, the almighty God, has power to conquer our temptations. He had power to lay his life down. He had power to take it up again. He could have called 12 legions of angels. Watch this. You talk about power. I have power to lay my life down, to die in your place, to die for you and you and you and me. That takes power. You know what kind of power it is? It's the power of Almighty God. It's the power of love. God is love. And greater love hath no man than this, than a man lay down his life for his friends. Well, I'll tell you, he had power, Dean. I, I ain't got that kind of power. But he does. I want a potentate that's got power to lay his life down for his friends. I want a potentate that has power not only to lay it down, but to take it up again. Mercy sakes alive. I'm telling you what. Well, I know some of you is thinking about them buns are rising too high right now. (laughs) I hope they're that big. Look like like balloons when you get home. Amen. Let me tell you something. I want a potentate who had power not to talk when they were lying on him in Pilate's hall. I want a potentate who allowed himself to be led like a sheep to the slaughter and bear my sins and not retaliate and have revenge. I want a potentate. Listen to me carefully. 
who has power over anger. I want a potentate who has power over lust. I want a potentate who has power over bitterness. I want a potentate who has power over unforgiveness. I want a potentate who has power over hate. I want a potentate who has power over personal revenge and malice. And I want a potentate who has power over guile and deception. I'm going to tell you why I got excited. I, I've, been, I've been all over 1 Timothy for months. And this past week I was reading that verse. It's like the Holy Ghost of God just shed a flood of light from heaven down on that verse and said, Reggie, do you know what you got? You have the only, you have the blessed and the only potentate. Do you really understand the ramifications that I have for you in Christ? Please listen to me. I want a potentate who has power to keep and preserve his word. You listen to me. This is the flat out gun barrel truth, straight out of heaven truth. That if these other books they're using in these churches are Bibles, we do not have an omnipotent potentate. If he can't keep his word, he's not a potentate. But he is. Let me tell you about the problem with this potency. You know what the problem is? This book is so potent, they don't want it around. That's the problem. It's a potent book from a potentate. <laughs> Amen. You read this book, I tell you, it's got power. And they don't like that power, so they want to change this book. But let me just tell you something. God, my potentate, has promised to preserve his word, and he's done it. And he'll do it. Heaven and earth shall pass away. And my word shall not pass away. Let me tell you. Do you know what the whole Bible issue is about? Is their concept of God. See, they'll get started you talking on Greek and Hebrew. And men, men wrote it. And men did this. And men did that. And men translated stuff. They ain't got nothing to do with it. God simply said that he would preserve his word. It's up to God, not men. You wouldn't want me translating this Bible. And to hear the word scholar, that makes me sick. It's the scholars who wrote these stupid perversions. Yes, sir. But I've got a potentate. And I was born in 1953, and I'm standing this pulpit in 2022. And he's kept his word. I'm glad I got a potentate. Who's your potentate? Who is your potentate? Man, I got to think about this. I could preach till, I could preach till three o'clock. Y'all may do that. No, I won't do that. I want you to think about this. It's springtime. And there's some of these there's bushes out here. They ain't got nothing on them. And I, I woke up the other morning, looked outside, and there's these bushes got these pink, beautiful flowers on them. How'd that happen? Some of you are going to take a bean and a piece of corn and stick it in the ground. Did you know that God's power is in that bean? Yep. There ain't nobody in the world can do that. Then flowers came out from my potentate. He had power to keep that little tree all winter long through the snow and the ice. He had power to keep it alive. And in his time, here come the red buds. And in here time comes some of the mushrooms you're supposed to bring your preacher. 
<laughs> and in his and and in his time, the dogwoods are going to come out. And you go out there to your garden and you plant them corn and them green beans and them taters, and you're going to look at it and wonder when it's ever going to come around. But in his time, he's going to show this world who is the blessed and the only potentate. Let's stand together. I want to tell you that but we, as we dismiss today, I want to tell you this much. Boy, I'm proud of myself. I got done at 1213. Hey, he's got power over the stars and the moon and the sun. Amen. He's got power. Wind be still. Waves stop blowing. Power. Power over hurricanes. Power over earthquakes. Power over devils. You better wake up and realize, oh, folks, I'm sorry. You'll have to sit back down. I've got six more pages of notes. I'm alone. I'm halfway through the message, and that's the honest truth. I'm going to let you out. It's like I stood right there, and the Holy Ghost said, you're done. I said, yes, sir, Mr. Potentate, we're done. <laughs> Amen. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad I got a potentate that tells me when to quit? <laughs> Where's Don's in that? I know he'd have said amen right there. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the glorious gift of the blessed and only potentate. That potentate to whom every tongue shall confess. And every knee shall bow and proclaim that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Oh God, I'm thankful I got a potentate that's power to save and power to keep, power to give life, power to raise the dead, power to bring life where there was nothing. God, I want to pray that this church in the days that we live in and all the stupidity and the wickedness and the vileness and the sorrowful things that we're seeing in this land, that we will remember that there is a blessed and only potentate who will appear in his time. And he's going to show this world something. And Lord, I pray for that day. Now, God, I pray for those listening under the sound of my voice that may not be saved. And the old devil is their potentate. I pray, God, today that they'd realize that he's feeding them poison corn. God, he's leading them to hell. He's not leading them to repentance. And I'm asking you, God, to give them grace right now, the grace of repentance and the grace of faith, that they may believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and receive him and his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection, his blood as their substitute and as their savior and their sacrifice. God, may they as a child call on the name of the Lord through the name of Jesus and be saved today. I pray that it would be so no matter where folks are listening. And I pray to the glory of Almighty God and our wonderful, blessed, and only potentate. Amen.